Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. And I'm getting really excited that soon we can go back to saying 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm April. Hi, April. Hey, April. If it's Dolly Parton, it's April. That's right. We invited April back after she imploded our list last time and nearly... uh, I didn't implode your list. I just took advantage of you. How have you been since your last appearance, April? I've been very well. Well, I've been busy, I guess. That was summer. Wow. That was like six years ago. Didn't you you meet like the best elf sometime since then? No, but I met you. Oh, it's Ooh. funny because it's true. She didn't meet Julia. <laughs> <laughs> that one's harsh. I did. I showed you. Uh, I showed you around New York City. Okay, so I heard a story. I heard a story that Mr. New York got shown New York by April Riley. Can you tell us about this, please? I, well, okay. I, I, I told him where to have breakfast. I told him where to have dinner. Yeah, I beca- him because the guest in the city gets to choose where to eat. Had you ever been to Koreatown before? I've been to Koreatown before. Had you ever been to Korean barbecue before? No. No, I showed you like this magical place within the city. I will admit that place is magical, hidden in like an office looking building and then you go upstairs and it's like amazing. And we don't actually know how many individual restaurants there are. No. Really? We're like three floors with uh, with a restaurant for on each floor that was like all the same restaurant. So they had told us to go to like one floor for one thing, and then we went to another floor for another thing, and they were both the exact same thing. Hmm. But April here is a testament to my driving because she survived. So next time y'all are in New York, Tom and Julia, you don't have to get be afraid to get in a car. We, we, we got to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. Twice. Ooh. Three times. Just, mm-hmm. just like Buddy. Yeah, because I was, I was in New Jersey. <laughs> We had to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. And she, she says I'm the worst elf, but I... I, I didn't know. I, I just said you weren't the best elf. You're all my favorite. <laughs> but I was about to say, but I went out of my way to play Mr. Tour Guide and Mr. Friend. I went all the way home and then drove all you, the way back I in to have dinner. I took you guys everywhere. Don't play the... Don't, I, I took you places. I told you where to go. You well, just drove me. And we, I, I mean, paid for dinner, so I got to... I paid for the drinks. Yeah. But, and the tolls, which, by the yeah. way, which were probably tolls. as much as the dinner. I was about to say. So I don't know if you remember, but when we were driving, it wasn't picking up my Easy Pass when you were driving, and those bills finally came in the mail today, and it was or recently, and it was like 
you owe $50 for this $10 toll. And I'm like, and you're charging me $40 for an application fee? That's absurd. Yeah. So I'm just tell, did they did it matter that you had your that you actually had your pass? Could they edit? Could they fix that? Well, exa exactly. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna be like the pass is there. It wasn't picked. I mean, the pass is registered. What they do here? Right? Yep. So if they've got so, license plate, then it should be no problem. Well, I got like two or three notices in a row, day after day, and I was like, I should <laughs> expense these to April. <laughs> um, do you want to know how much I paid for dinner? Because I can get the credit card bill. I offered. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't complain about your tolls when well, free market in the city is quite expensive. You pay in all money. seriousness, I had a lovely time. It was good. It was fun. And we, went and we did all the Christmassy stuff a week before the Christmassy stuff right? actually it went like up. Nine. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. We did go into like Christmas. We saw a sad shut down Santa's land. Yeah. Oh. We went into we Macy's and we didn't went. see anybody smoking crack. So that's a plus. We, we didn't see anyone smoking crack. We didn't see Anybody any Christmas it? pajamas for men, although we got lost in like a maze of men's But underwear. like apparently the Macy's there has like an entire floor of men's underwear. Like we got lost. Wow, it's a lot of underwear. It is. It, like you're, it's shocking how much underwear exists. Macy's has it all. And I mean, there's only so many ways you can cut a pair of underwear. No, there really isn't. No, there, 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 are, there are a lot of interesting They had mesh. Um, you know, we tried to dress Tony up, but it just didn't work. <laughs> uh, I tried joining a boy band or I got my audition for a boy band. Right? Did you ever call that number? I did not. Uh, that could have been your big break, Anthony. It could have been my big break, but I went to Rockefeller Center. You did, yeah. Nothing was up. No, the bill, yeah. Just, in fact, the, the ice rink wasn't even up yet. It was just a table. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. I just assumed there was always an ice rink there. No, no, no. No, it's they, like outdoor eating. Yeah. They had down it. there. Yeah, they don't say, I think it's um like beginning of November to April-ish is when, is how long it's up? I li literally like the week after you, the next week, all the Christmas stuff started going up. I was like, man, she came like a week too early. Yeah, well, I know like in, in prior years, I have been there the first weekend in November and it's just starting then. But I know the ice rink has been up in years past that first weekend. Um, because like I went ice skating like three days before I ran the New York City Marathon, which probably wasn't the best idea, but it worked out. So, uh -oh. <laughs> so, so, bad. so for our listeners, this anim there is no animosity here. This is just playful ribbing on a podcast. We actually get along very well. There's no like control of like, you know, she, I'm not told what to think or what to score things in actuality. It's just it's just a game we play on here. We have our I didn't feel like play. a game that night. <laughs> <laughs> we have our parts to play and we play them well. What's going on with you, Julia and Tom? Hmm. I have exciting what? news. Yes. <gasps> Is baby number we... five on the way? No, <laughs> heck no. That would not be exciting. <laughs> Do not put that evil on her. That would be horrifying a little right, bit. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Um, no, we rebooked our Disney tickets for <gasps> what are you going? For when? coming summer. So we picked, so the way that it's done now, you have to like lock in the day you'll be at the park and which park you're going to be at. So it's different from other years. So we looked at our calendar. And so our first day in the park will be June 5th. Mm -hmm. So hoping we'll be in a happy place by then. Um, and then we'll stay for two weeks. So I'm very excited. It'll be that fun. That is exciting. 
We haven't done the universal booking yet. We're going to wait as long as possible on that one. But Hannah and I are going to do Harry this Potter your, day. This is your first time going to. Yep, yeah. I'm amazing. super excited about that. Oh, that's so Tom? cool. I had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Thanks for asking. And, you know, we're Did just we kind of. About Thanksgiving? No, I was bringing it up and, and mocking you for not asking me as host how my Thanksgiving was. No, but we I talked about it. Thanksgiving last week before it actually happened. Well, that's right. We Premonishing into the future. Yeah. We faked it. We faked it. Well, my, my in-laws did not come over. It was just my, the three of us for Thanksgiving. Oh, you also, called they it, huh? They officially didn't come over. That's they officially did not come over. Um, but it was nice. We had, it was no pressure. It was fun. We're getting a lot of Christmas lights looking scheduled. Mm-hmm. That's a thing you can do now. Just Are you doing Garden uh, of Lights at the, at, the, at the Botanical Gardens? We are not. We are. I'm excited. Advent started, so we all have our Funko Pop calendars, right? Harry Potter yes, we do. for Christmas. I had mine yep. backwards. I thought they were smaller this year, but Julia pointed out they are larger this year. And mine got their little, uh, my two Harrys got their hooks today. Yay. I love the Harry Potter in today's, in the first. Yeah, he's precious with and with cute. The golden little with his, owl. With his lad, the lantern owl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love the pumpkin king from the night. Oh, he's so cute. Have y'all watched the show on Netflix, Sugar Rush Christmas Edition, at all? Yeah, uh-uh. uh, like based on the Rick like and Ralph. I started, thing. I, I started watching it. I was home all last week by myself um, for six oh, nice. days. Six days with nobody in my house at all. Like I didn't leave my pajamas. I didn't shower for a few days in a row, and that's okay. Um, yeah, so I watched TV on my own, and so that is one of the things I did dabble in a little bit. It's a, it's a Netflix original where they do bake-offs, where time is the key ingredient. Oh. We watched a couple surprise, of those. Surprise. Is it good? It's not as good as Nailed It Christmas Edition, which I started last night while I was working. There are a lot of, like, so Netflix also has scripted TV Christmas, which we've talked about. Mm-hmm. They have Dash and Lily, you know, that's a TV show. But HBO Max has a scripted TV, a Christmas TV show as well, which I saw but I didn't watch it yet. But it's like 12, <laughs> I think it's the 12 dates of Christmas or something. It sounds something similar to a movie we've done, but uh, it's a scripted TV show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get into the Christmas TV game this year. I'm hoping to stick around past Christmas because like now I just put it on AMC and watch whatever Christmas movie plays. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's my preferred method. So I don't want to actually stray from that. And so I'm hoping after Christmas. And go back that, stuff because yeah. I'd rather watch uh, Elf for Christmas vacation, you know, back to back. Yeah, me too. I, I watched the scripted, I watched Dash and Lily right before, like all the networks started doing the Christmas movies. I'll watch the HBO one after Christmas. I don't know. What is the one on, what's the premise of the one on HBO? I have no clue. I just saw it as a new scripted original HBO series, 12 oh. Days of Christmas. Uh, from what I saw, though, it didn't look like a Tom thing. Yeah, I could tell. Not a Tom thing. It's not a Tom or Julia thing, I don't think. Maybe Julia, actually. It might be like Holiday, where I really liked it, Tom hated it, and Julia would fall in the middle. I don't think he hated it. He just. It it wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. You know what else wasn't my thing? What? The movie we're covering tonight. You sure you want to make that statement this early? I cleared my statement with your people beforehand. April April hasn't approved of what you of what you said yet. 
No, I said I, I said I have logic behind what I'm going to say. So go ahead, Anthony. God. Go ahead. We, tread, <laughs> tread lightly, my friend. Tread lightly. Tonight. Horrible. <laughs> no. I if you if I feel like you and Tom and Julia, if you didn't mess with me, that's how I would know you guys don't like me. And vice versa. So that's the hard part. Like I yeah. mess with everybody. So I'm like, I'm just like, if I like you, I'm mean and I'm sarcastic. And if I don't like you, I'm mean and I'm sarcastic. <laughs> Why would, why would you tell that to somebody like you know is like paranoid about everything? No, 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 no. Like there's there's an extra mean edge. I would probably like I'm just flat out mean probably. Tonight we are sadly covering the Netflix 2020 original holiday film Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. That's right, Dolly Parton's back. Which is why April's back. She's wearing her Holly Dolly Christmas t-shirt right now. Mm-hmm. So this is brand new. It came out November 22nd. And uh, quick plot synopsis, and then I am going to let Tom give his snarky one. Because I know Tom has to have one. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be open-minded. I'm going to go into this and say my mind could be changed because I want to love Dolly. And no, I feel bad saying anything bad about Dolly. She's such a good, wholesome, awesome person. I don't want to be disparaging, so I can't bring snark to Dolly. That just feels like that would put me on the naughty list in perpetuity, right? <laughs> so the plot follows a wealthy Regina Fuller returning to her hometown to evict the residents and sell land to a mall developer. That's a one-sentence synopsis from Wikipedia, which makes it sound like a million other made-for-television Christmas movies. Uh, except in this one, Regina has like a her very own Clarence-type angel who's trying to get her wings, and Dolly Parton's that angel's mentor, and Regina may or may not have a brain tumor, a cancerous brain tumor, and there are a bunch of other people in the town who are going through their own problems that... <sighs> The angels think Regina can help, and that's basically it. Do either of y'all have another better plot synopsis? No, I just, uh, I was going to say that, you know, in, to- in terms of what Tom said, I think at this point, Dolly Parton could, like, take a steaming poo on a pile of old rags, and I am going to gaze at it lovingly, and I'm probably going to cry a little bit, and that's just, uh, that's, that's life, so... And I would cry that we'd have to have April back on the podcast to discuss said pile and that she would give it a high score. <laughs> and that you would end up giving it a higher score. <laughs> it wasn't that funny, Julia. Ooh, that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> uh, also, it's a musical. Just throwing that out there, too. It is a musical. It is, in fact, a musical. It is no jingle jingle. That's for More sure. along the lines of that Cats movie. Did you see that movie? Oh. No, I did not. And there's okay. why, because it wasn't starring Dolly Parton. I'm telling you, that's like <laughs> Patreon live watch one day. Mm. Hmm. Almost as bad as that 2000 Grinch movie. You didn't show oh! up. I changed everyone's mind on that live watch. That I, I, that's because I wasn't on there. And there was a reason yeah. I wasn't on there because I'm not going to waste a piece of my life. Next year when we cover a new, another Dolly Parton movie, y'all, can, and I'm like, can we invite April back? Remind me of all this trolling. <laughs> I won't. No, no, I won't remind you at all. <laughs> no. Tom, Tom's just sitting back like, I could take a little bit of a break tonight. 
So this movie's brand new. We don't have many histories with it. We don't have his, we all have the same history with it. We just saw it. So mm-hmm. let's run through the credits real quick and then we'll uh get into it's got a heavy hitting cast. It was directed by Debbie Allen. Oh, I know her face. No Debbie Allen. Felicia Rasad's sister. Is she really? Yeah. <gasps> Look at that. She was in uh what was she in? Private Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Yes, she was. That's probably where I know her most. She taught choreography to Paula Abdul. So did I. Dang. So did I. (laughs) This may actually be one of her first directing things. She is better known for the acting. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. No, (laughs) she has 49 director's credits. Well, Wikipedia just lied to me then, so. There's not even an excuse. Well, if IMDb is less of a liar than Wikipedia, she has 49 director's credits, including 29 episodes of Grey's Anatomy itself. Oh, and she wow. directed some episodes of Scandal, Empire, How to Get Away with Murder. So she critically acclaimed shows. Of a different world. And let me tell you, that was my jam when I was younger. That I, yeah. I used to so love Fresh that Fresh Prince gets a lot of credit, but A Different World is where it was at. No, yep. I disagree. I love uh, Fresh Prince. Prince I love Fresh better, Prince too, but I, loved a different I don't world. feel like A Different World gets enough credit. Did you watch the Fresh Prince reunion, anyone? I, that? I, I did not. It was so freaking good. I haven't. The screenplay was by somebody called Maria S. Schlatter. She does not have a clickable Wikipedia link, so she must not have done much. The music was done by the queen, Dolly Parton herself, who I think more and more people are realizing needs even more recognition than she gets for what amazing human being she is. Uh, She funded a COVID vaccine, right? She deserves like the Presidential Medal of Freedom or something, which they were talking about today. Which, which Obama said was one of his greatest failures as president. Yes. Which I'm sure at least one listener will disagree with. So this movie stars Dolly Parton as Angel, the Angel. We talked about her before. <laughs> I got words. <laughs> this is why sometimes we need video because... The times Julie gets really annoyed are the times I really wish we were a video podcast because it doesn't happen too often, even with movies she dislikes. But when she's this visibly annoyed this early on, I wish yeah. we shared video. We've had we've covered her before though, so no point running through all her amazing things again. Christine Baranski plays Regina, our lead protagonist slash antagonist. Uh, we've covered her a million times before, so no need to cover her again. Jennifer Lewis plays Margeline. She's a goddess. Jennifer Lewis. That she's is right. Broadway star. Um, she's Mama Odie in um, Princess and the Frog, the Disney movie. Yep. Oh, is she? She's got a big Broadway list of Broadway. Yep. She <laughs> she's worked in she's been backup singer for Bette Midler. She's known for playing Me too. motherly roles in films. What's Love Got to Do with It? Poetic Justice, A Preacher's Wife, which we still haven't covered. The Brothers, yeah. The Cookout. Uh, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, Baggage Claim, The Wedding Ringer, and she's in the Temptations TV miniseries. She is magical. She is. Uh, Josh Segarra plays Pastor Christian Hathaway. He is a terrible actor. He's He's terrible. He was decent in Arrow. We watched him. He played Prometheus in Arrow, and he was, we liked him in Arrow. He plays a then this is I, I mean horrible in, script. In, in Arrow, even a lot of bad actors seem decent against that writing and against other actors on that show. <laughs> That's true. I, I, I didn't mind that show. 
I liked some of the other shows better, but anyway, he was in Arrow, Sirens, The Electric Company. He originated the role of Emilio Estevan in the musical On Your Feet. And his other television credits include Chicago PD, the other two, Orange is the New Black. Oh, he's Voight's son in Chicago PD. That's why I look familiar. I didn't even realize that. He looked a lot less drunk, like a lot less druggy and and drugged out in this, didn't he? Yeah. That's debatable. I think that's probably why I didn't recognize him. Right. Probably. Y'all watch Chicago PD and Chicago Fire? I love Chicago PD. I haven't in like several years. We stopped watching it a couple years ago, not for any reason, but I loved it. I was addicted to that show. I watched mm-hmm. all three of them, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and then just like dropped off. We can't watch medical shows in our house. Uh, Janine Mason plays Felicity Sorensen. Is she the other angel? I think she is. Yes. Her acting career began after winning the fifth season of So You Think You Can Dance. So that tells you everything you need to know about that. And I'll I love that show. Oh, I know. And that's well, why I recognized her. I was like, well, I thought she was one of the better ones in the movie. I actually have, enjoyed her performance more than most others. I'm going to have a lot of words later on about casting singers and dancers with no acting experience as actors. Oh, she also She's also in the, Grey's Anatomy. And she's on the reboot of Roswell, New Mexico, or sequel, whatever that is. On the CW. Uh, Treat Williams plays Carl Pelham. Uh, he was our protagonist's long lost lover or something. Uh. <laughs> he, he's well known for starring in the 1979 musical Hair. And he starred in the films Prince of the City, Once Upon a Time in America, The Late Shift, and 127 Hours. He also was the lead of the television series. Everwood. That's our main cast according to Wikipedia. So let's go with our overall thoughts before we really delve into this juicy, meaty, fulfilling plot. So <laughs> let's start with guess first, April. What did you think of this movie? So Dolly Parton once said, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. That's what I think of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> took a lot of money to look that cheap. <laughs> okay, so like like I like I said earlier, Dolly Parton could 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 defecate on a pile of old clothes and I am going to find it just that's automatically going to be better than regular for me. Um and that is all I can give this movie. Julia um wanted to turn it off about 10 minutes in, but then told myself I really can't do that. Because then I would really come off as under research, under researched and underprepared <laughs> for the podcast. So I stuck it out, thinking it would get better, and it didn't get better. And it only got worse with the first. One. I thought it got a little bit better. It was really, really bad. I even like did. I, I it took me a second go around to watch the whole thing. Oh, you oh, watched man. it twice. I'm so sorry. No, I watched it one and a half times. One and a half. Gotcha. Um, the acting is not good. The story is, it's just been done before. The music is not good. I mean, it's not good music. Um, some of the songs are even, like I use the 15 second skip and they're very, very long, very, very long songs. Like a lot of 15 second skips to get through it. Yeah. And I just, I'm disappointed. I, I liked some of I didn't, I didn't really like any of it. 
It's um, really amazing that Netflix could produce this musical and Jingle Jangle the same year. Which it really is. It's worse because of the talent on the screen and the fact that it's completely wasted. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dolly Parton can sing Mary Had a Little Lamb and I'll sit there and listen to her and absolutely love it. So I, I certainly enjoyed hearing her voice again. Um, but the words <laughs> that she was saying and the tune she was singing it to did not work for me. Um, and it just, it looked like uh, they took a bunch of Branson actors and dancers from, and they stuck them in a movie and that's what it looked like. And that made me kind of sad. Not to, Hollywood. not to fault, right. Not to fault Branson performers at all, but it, there's a different caliber of musicals you see on the screen. And this felt off. Not a fan. Tom? I was so bored and underwhelmed. Again, I'm I'm coming at this movie on the heels of Jingle Jangle, which gave me all the good vibes. The music and choreography was amazing. It was up to par. Like like we said when we covered the movie, it was up to par with Greatest Showman. Mm-hmm. So we we know that Netflix can pull this off, but they didn't. Uh, and I'm not really sure why it fell so so far on its face. I'm going to agree with what Dolly said, as quoted by April. It takes a lot of money to look this cheap. They spent a, they spent a lot. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't no-name people out of nowhere. You know, this wasn't a Christmas prince or something. They had real actors in this. And it did, Julie, I agree with you. It felt very much, I haven't been to Dollywood, but I have been to Branson, and it felt very Branson-esque. Just a little hokey over the top and... But that's Dolly. Or quality. It is. It is. But her, so, mu- but usually like, her music is so over, so uh, unbelievably amazing. Like when I listened to her new album this year, right? I was blown away. That is the best new Christmas album I have heard in I don't know how long. It was unbelievable. So <laughs> Dolly can pull that off and still have quality and still have, and it still be, be done well. The movie just didn't do that for me. Yeah, I'm going to echo what y'all said. Uh, so... <laughs> It was boring. It was long. The music wasn't good. The acting wasn't good. I mean, only an hour and a half, by the way. Yeah, I know. know. It felt at least double that length. I thought, you know, Christmas Chronicles is long and it felt long, which we discussed last week, the new Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather watch Mm -hmm. that any day of the week over this. If I, if there was a, if I had, if you had to choose one, at least that one was fun. I thought maybe at the beginning of this, like, oh, this is going to be so over the top corny and so over the top campy, it could be fun. But that mm-hmm. that delusion was quickly put to bed <laughs> five minutes in. I disagree. I disagree. It wasn't that. It was not good by and any it, stretch of the imagination. I'll say this. It was not that bad. Like I'll say. I'll say this. Well, before I say that. Uh, I I went I went on record on the last Dolly Parton episode we did with April when we cover Christmas in Many Colors. I don't think Dolly's a good actor. I think she's an amazing singer. I don't like her in as an actress except in like nine to fives. But and she that's, was all, she that she is my awful. logic behind this movie. I you can't go into this. a Dolly Parton movie and think I am going to get Oscar award winning. You know, maybe wonder, not, but I can go into a Christine Baranski movie who's like you know, the wigs and the, the the clothes, and they're just over the top, and they're some might say gaudy. Those are all her some, movies. Very, very. That, that's you know, 
I'm it's, fine with that part of it. What I'm not fine with is random floating dolly that makes no sense to me. I, I, and, I'll, and I'll say too, I, I don't mind. It, it's Christmas, so I don't I don't mind a touch of like you know Camp? religious religion well, yeah. in my stuff, obviously. But this was heavy handed. Like, uh, how is the Jewish I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> Why is the Catholic guy annoyed with that? And and our Jewish <laughs> listeners right, like, right, okay. The two movies we have reviewed were like, well, it's a little heavy on the religion, and here I am, like, I'm just fine with it, and I am. So, I'm fine with it too. It doesn't bother me at all. This was this was really heavy-handed and really bothered me, and it 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 it, it I I this it would have been torture. Christmas of any colors is definitely more religious. I, it, oh, well, then the freaking her when she sprouted wings and started floating on a freaking cloud in the church at the end, I was like, end my misery now. Okay. I'll say this though. I will say this though. In fairness, I and if I had to watch one again, I would choose this over Christmas in Many Colors. Oh, so see, I would a little, Many Colors. There's a little spoiler alert as to where my score is going to fall later. So my husband watched parts of this, and he was like, "I'm just." I'm so disappointed after because he loves Code of Many Colors and Christmas so Many Colors. He's like, oh, I don't understand why she can't make keep making movies like that. And I'm like, oh, sorry, that's not it. Uh, I'll, I, I, and I'll, I'll say, just like I said about Goldie Hawn last week, maybe it's time Dolly stops making films. Maybe it's time you shut your mouth. And Dolly, we are produce, we are Dolly. long past that time, April. Long past that time. Dolly can produce any record, as many records as she wants, and I'll get them all. But the movies, man, I, not as an actress, not a fan. See, I mean, I took it for what it was worth, and it was heartwarming. I even sat like for a little bit tonight because I had to pull a quote out of her for this for the show. Um, I'm glad somebody has a quote for it. I have a quote. I thought there were a couple of moments that were like a little bit snappy. Um, yeah, but I, I sat there with my six-year-old daughter, and she sat there on my lap, and she was crying because she got, oh, she, she drew on the couch with a marker, and, like, we just finished furniture cho- shopping, like, we are getting new furniture, and she's drawing on the old furniture with a marker, and I'm like, oh, please don't do this, and so she had gotten in trouble, and she's, like, on my lap crying, and then I turned, like, the Light the Lamp song from this, this movie came on, and so I'm, like, sitting there kiggling her arm, and she just stops crying, and she starts watching, and she snuggles me. And it was wonderful. So I would like mm. we would watch this movie. It's heartwarming. It's awful, but that's you know. There's not. I don't think we can really discuss this plot in a linear fashion. So there are a bunch of different things going on in this film, right? So mm-hmm. right off the bat, one might say too much. Uh, there is I think a lot. Any objectionable person would say too much, Tom. One hundred percent. I agree with you, Tom. Yeah. Thank you, Tom, for pointing that out. Tell Thank you, my friend. Anthony. So, so weird to be on this side of Anthony. I, I, I'm not a judge on Sunday, Anthony. I'm, I'm I, your I, opponent. I know, but you are my friend. <laughs> and for that, I am appreciative. And for that, we thank you. Now, now we sound like, uh, what's his name, Daniel Tosh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right off the bat, we're introduced to Regina, who's coming back to town. She's dubbed the Wicked Witch, Wickedest Witch of the Metal. She, uh, she basically... <laughs> Lord of mercy. Oh, seriously. That was like and, literally one of the worst ones. That, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was really bad. Oh, this is all really bad. But she comes she comes back. She wants to sell the town that she grew up in. And as we're going around this town, which I'll say, if nothing else, this movie's very atmospheric, the small it is. Christmas vibe. So I'll give it all the credit for that. 
we meet all these people throughout town. So we meet, who do we meet? A couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, start with who, the preacher and his wife. Uh, always got the, always have the minister in a Dolly Parton Christmas movie, right? We got to have the minister here. Yeah. His, so, his wife was the teacher from. Yeah, she was. Go to Many yep. Colors and Christmas Many Colors. And those are yep. like her only acting stuff at all. Oh man, mm-hmm. what, what a resume, these three movies. What a resume. She's going to have a long, illustrious career. You should look up her Twitter account. She's very lovely. What's her name? I don't remember. Uh, uh, Mary Lane Haskell. Yep. I will look her up. I'm always looking for lovely people to follow on Twitter. It's a liberal. Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. So we have the minister and his wife. We have... Um, owner of the general store. Owner Mr. of the general Pelham. store. We have... Yep. Jennifer Lewis's character, Marjolaine. Marjolaine. Hair. Yeah, hair ha- salon. We have the right. father and her do- his daughter, right? Yep. Don't know their names. Mac and Violet. Mac and Violet. And, you know, they're the te- they're, all these people are typical small town tropes, you know, like you just said, Julia. Uh, the, the, the barkeep, the general store owner, the minister and his wife, the teacher. It, it, they're all tropes. They're all cliches, which mm-hmm. is fine. I expect that in a movie like this, in a Hallmark-esque movie like this. And basically the whole beginning of this film is Regina is serving them notices that they have to be out by, what, just after Christmas? Mm-hmm. To make way for a big old mall in Kansas. Of course, it's always a mall. Small town life is always destroyed by a mall, even though malls are kind of a dead thing in 2020, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> malls, malls are struggling all over the country. We're seeing them fail. Uh, we're seeing a, a lot of struggle for big retailers, big box stores. I mean, how many malls are empty here i guess except for there is dillard's at promenade i learned this week still i, I don't know if you know that Julia, but the best dillard's the, in town uh yeah the managers one of the managers is covid positive and working without a mask being warned all over facebook and reddit just so you know Perfect. best dillard's in town uh, i'm gonna just quote i'm just gonna quote you there tom uh, uh just rebut you tom by quoting tom haverford or from <laughs> from parts and rec when he's talking about small time life in Pawnee in the late 2000s. And he says, people in this town are now just getting into Nirvana. I don't have the heart to tell them what's going to happen to Kurt Cobain in a few years. So I can, I can buy a big mall coming in and drive into a town like this in the Midwest in 2020. Maybe, but like even in this part of the country, we're seeing malls struggling. Tulsa used to have three vibrant malls. We are down to like, a quarter of a vibrant mall and a half a vibrant mall. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't know anybody who's gone to the big mall here, Woodland Hills, except to go to the Apple store. Mm-hmm. And I mean, back, what, back in like 2017, it was, for, it, was, it was forecasted that by 2022, over a quarter of the malls in the country would be gone. It's just, I'm tired of this mall story. Let's move past the mall. Let's do something else. Like we're tearing it down. We're tearing it down to build a gaming casino, right? Let's be more realistic. Man, I think we found Tom's hot button issue on the show, Julia. We don't see him get riled up like he does about malls and movies. It's malls or the malls. Just stop with stop, stop pushing the '90s mall thing. You know, it's it's gone. And so, I blame I blame the the kids of today, the youth of today, and their their Vigia games and their smartphones and their iPads are killing them all. The youth. They sit at they sit at home and face chat all the time and. And then with their sexting, it's no wonder they don't go to the mall anymore. 
Okay, so <laughs> Regina's forcing all these people to sell off their homes and property to make way for this big mall in Kansas. And nobody wants to, obviously. She has a reputation around town. She's always been this way, right? She's always been kind of mm-hmm. uh, mean and cold-hearted. She almost runs over a doctor at one point who says, oh, your test results are due in a few days. So we know she, she might have a tumor, a cancerous tumor. And we also meet her assistant pretty early on, who is called Felicity, who turns out, we find out, to be an angel in training, her very own right. Clarence, who is being mentored by the angel called Angel, played by Queen Dolly, played by, so stupid, played by Queen Dolly, who says, you know, basically, like, well, what's your name? Well, Angel, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to be the title of the episode, because there's no better title for this. Uh, so yes, Angel says, if you can help to get your wings, you need to help Regina, who can in turn help the whole town, or something to that effect. It's not as pithy as every time a bell rings, another angel gets its wings, but we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, by the way, the angel effects in this film are so bad. <laughs> are so they bad. Are every, awful. Time, every time she shrinks yeah. to, shrinks to sit in the cup holder in the car, or floats above her in her house, or in the church, like they're so bad. Uh, cup holder is the worst. The cup holder was the worst. It it looks like a student film who's just learning special effects yes. on their Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but this is the thing. So this is how they kind of explain to viewers that Regina, who is this very rational person, like she she's not one for big elaborate fantasies or it seems church going or anything of the sort. Why she's seeing angels that no one else can see. She thinks it's her brain tumor. She thinks she's dying. She's got tested for this sickness and is expecting the worst. So that's how they write off that she's fine with seeing this being who no one else can see. She's fine with hearing a voice in her head. Whatever. What's you also the deal with her part that the preacher and his wife cannot have a baby. Yes. That, right. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Probably, that's, there. that's another side plot that they like if preacher and his wife can't have a baby. Explain um, how many subplots there are. There's a few. So we meet this little girl and her father who apparently <laughs> this story was so overdramatic. I don't mean to laugh because it's awful what happened. Okay. <laughs> but when I'm sitting here watching this movie and Regina's in this bar talking to this little girl. Who's pouring her drinks. Who's, pour, who's, yes. pour, who's pouring her drinks. Which <laughs> she finds out this little girl doesn't have her mother <laughs> and finds out that this girl's father blames her for the wife's, his, the mother's death, the wife's death. And she's like, how is it my fault? Well, it turns out <laughs> a few years back when this little girl was just a baby, she was very sick. But And because <laughs> Regina had closed down parts of the town, including the local pharmacy, mom had to drive to the next town over to get her medicine. And of course, it was a snowy night. And of she course. Went off the road and died. Which, sad story, but the way they play this up, the overacting from Christine Barinsky when she yep. hears the story made I, it laughable. I, that was like, I, I didn't think it was so bad. Like, you know, you can see when she, the little girl is like, no, but it's my fault. I shouldn't have gotten fever. And she's like, I don't know. I thought that was... Where, yeah, and then Christine Barinsky's like, like, no. 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 She says, no. 
because no. she's like that, that's when you like it's that click of a character shift that was like oh snap you know i'm a bad person and i think that's like the first little light bulb moment and i think that was played just the, the, the look at her face played it well because it was you i see mean that's that. definitely supposed to be the first light bulb moment, 100%. Right, and you I see that light bulb literally click on in her head. Yeah, right, but there was no subtlety to that click on. I know, and I liked it. I liked it. So that's happening. You find out that she used to be in love with the guy who owns a general store now, right? Yep. Who, well, how did their relationship end? It ended through this big misunderstanding again. They were at a school dance and she went to go find him and he was going to give her a ring. She, she was pregnant because she was No, pregnant. she wasn't. No. Uh, yeah. At that point, like, she, he was showing one of her friends the ring he was going to give her. But and she it, thought he was cheating. She saw that and so it looked like he was giving her the ring. So she was all brokenhearted. So she went and found this, like, really bad disco dancer. And yep. like got knocked up by the disco dancer. Yep. With his chest hair and everything. Oh, creepy. Ugh. Girls out there, no. The disco dancer is never the one. No, if they got ever. chest hair poking out over their butt, <laughs> just go the other way. And that just reminded me of Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, where Rory might have got knocked up by that Wookiee stranger she had sex with at a party. <sighs> he never got confirmed in the last episode who the dad was. So dumb. dumb. So dumb. So dumb. But that was, was not Rory's character at all. No, that whole thing was just a big fat mistake. I mean, neither wipe it off was the her, face of the earth. Neither was her. Rory was not the kind of person to break up a marriage. This no. We bring back we bring back a beautiful sitcom. I mean, a beautiful show uh, that I absolutely that everybody loved, and we mm-hmm. completely forget about the entire canon and throw in all this new. Oh no, no. Yep. It's like putting a mall in a movie as a central theme in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> You're really fixated. I'm just obsessed with the idea that malls are still a thing, y'all. There's Sam Goody in that mall. <laughs> I just don't love Sam Goody. If there was a mall around here with a Sam Goody still, I'd be shopping there. Let me tell you. Going I think all of us love Sam Goody. That's why we do nerdy podcasts. Going to yeah. each individual headphone set to listen to the hot songs. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. Oh, that was magical. Talk about it. Back in the day where you could pick up and share things without thinking of dying of That's a global what I was pandemic. Thinking. Right, right. <laughs> First thing I think is, ew, gross, Corona. So, so, so for the kids listening out there, before the days where you could YouTube any <laughs> song you wanted, you had to go to the mall and hear samples on the Is headphones. this the part in the episode where Anthony tells us how much younger he is than us? I'm Probably. old enough to remember this still. <laughs> so, no. Stan Goody and CD Warehouse. You could go check out all the great new tunes. Mm. And they had different booths of, like, you could listen to snippets of each, like the uh, top 20 CDs that week. Yep. And so you went and you put a, a random pair of headphones on and listened to snippets of the song. And you could never afford to buy the CDs. So you just listen to the song. But man, that was good. You know how you, well, yeah, you know how you, you have would, to commit you know to a whole CD and what whole CD is good, honestly. You Boys know how you would have, Dolly Parton's. You know how you would afford to do that? You would go to one CD warehouse and buy whatever was on clearance take the stickers off, keep it in the package, take it to another CD warehouse, and you would sell it for more money. 
That's the diabolical. That's the deacon. Yeah, that's right. There's the man of God. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't the. Uh, I wasn't always. I mean, it, it wasn't it, like it was stealing. You know, this is why I don't I, take. Tom's I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't do it now. Seriously. Yes, let's judge. Let's all judge each other on what we did when we were 14 years old. <laughs> I just stole it. I just put it in my pants and stole it. <laughs> my gosh. See, oh gosh. <laughs> I have only stolen a Christmas tree. That's the only thing I've ever stolen in my whole life. And, over and, <laughs> and even then I offered to pay for it and they told me to keep it because it was their fault that I was I'm in the situation. I'm trying to get to steal a Christmas tree. Like, uh, I went, okay. Have I told this story on here before? Yes, yes. but not with April. Well, then I'll tell April afterwards so Anthony doesn't have to edit it out because people don't want to hear it again. No, no, no. It's well, I bet people would hear it again. Three weeks so, Christine and I were dating. I was like... 19 this is uh, when i go back to older episodes and you get younger and younger with each time i was like 19 or 20 no i was no i was like 19 or 20 i was young christine had an apartment uh my roommates didn't want a real christmas tree i had like five roommates and they were real curmudgeons so i convinced christine we should get a real christmas tree for her apartment um we went to a grocery store that had christmas trees at like you know, eight o'clock at night or whatever, I go in and I, I ask them if they have any, if they can help me buy a tree. They say they'll be with me in a minute that I'm standing around. And I'm like, okay, do y'all sell twines? Do y'all have a way to tie it to my car? They said no, which I thought was ridiculous because I used to sell Christmas trees. It was my best job ever in high school. So I drove across the street to Lowe's and bought twine. I came back. I stood around for about 10 minutes. I got annoyed. I went and picked up a tree, put it on top of Christine's car, tied it and drove away. This isn't even like I accidentally stole a Christmas tree. You flat out robbed this place. Well, I called them the next morning. Can you accidentally steal? I called them the next morning. I called their head office in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And I told the lady what happened. I said, your staff was terribly rude. Nobody would help me. I was trying to buy a tree. I I stood around. So I took it. How can I pay for it? And she went and checked in. And they told me just to keep it and and apologize to me for the poor service. Man, you got the right person that day. Right. Uh, I well, I kind of gave them the riot act about how horrible they were treating customers. Tom, so bad. It's like they forced you to steal from them. They basically did. Right. Like, okay, Karen. (laughs) That's that's my mom's name, and uh, my sister and I love this whole Karen movement. Uh, (laughs) We're like, I stole from them, and then I complained about it. (laughs) That's right. Karen. That Did is by far that is by far when you word it like that, that is by far one of the most privileged white moments of my entire white male moments of my entire life. Yeah. Did you see the mock-up of the time time person of the year cover? And it was Karen as a time person of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Unlike this movie. Now that we've gotten past Tom's illicit past. Uh now that we got past Tom's illicit past, which is more interesting than uh any of the illicit pasts in this movie, I don't know what happens here. Uh, little girl, oh, we left off at her pregnant. She got pregnant. And we this is what drives. Her son later well, on. but this is what drives a wedge. This is kind of like the source of her bitterness and especially against this town, right? Is her dad takes the baby and forces her to give the baby up for adoption. And so she's yelling, I hate you. I hate you. But then you see the flip side of it because she's doing like a, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge thing where she's like walking through her life, right? In flashbacks. And she sees that her dad is actually doing it to help her out, which I get is like supposed to work, but it didn't entirely work for me. Um, 
She but is no Ebenezer Scrooge. That's why, <laughs> that's why she is like, she is specifically because of this town, like towards this town is the way that her dad was. So that kind of fills in, yeah. you know, why you she's know, so this, bitter. This backstory could explain why her character in the Grinch movie fell for such a Grinch because she's a <laughs> person. And the Grinch that's all I was- see whenever I see her act in anything is the Grinch Martha now. May, the Grinchy May. version. Yeah. That was so bad. Gosh. Hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. That's the second time this, this abomination has come <clears throat> up. That's unfortunate. Right? Thank you, April. <laughs> There's no accounting for kids. I see her as, as Leonard's mom from, from Big Bang Theory. Oh I see gosh. her as a literally oh, she's so exact good character in just about everything she plays. She has the same attitude in every movie, just about. She plays it well. She, she I does. mean, it works for her. I, I mean, like not in this movie, act- but I everywhere like her else. As an yeah. actress, like she is a she is often a very entertaining in the films she is in. But even she couldn't see. <laughs> no one could save this movie. Yeah, this is billed as a comedy, and I don't know how. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny. And Although it's, I would it's argue the, first... the dramatic moments are laughable, just like the I... gremlin story about dad dying in the chimney about being down for three weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Laugh it up now, Anthony. That's how one of us is gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> the bless your heart comments did make me chuckle every time somebody said bless your heart. And I think that's just the South in me. Bless um, your heart. So the, Those the, were lady, pretty funny. the blonde lady, that actress, is yeah. the mother of the lady who plays the preacher's wife. Oh, real- like her real life mother? Real life. Oh, how about that? And I think she's got I think she's got more acting credits to her name than the daughter does, but they are. Nice. Which I know she was like she had posted something on her Twitter, like being amused, how her mother always told her, bless her heart. And now like somebody made a gif of her saying, bless her heart. And she's like, now I have it in gift form. So we see what truly, truly, truly changes Regina is when, what happens? What ha- does the little girl fall sick or does she get in an accident? Why does she rush to the hospital here? Violet, yeah, gets in an accident and, and an she's accident. in bad shape. They were going to put flowers on her mother's grave. In her mother, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And, in an ironic twist of fate, and they didn't learn their lesson about driving in the snow with Mama down. <laughs> so Regina, of course, calls up, has her angel assistant there get me the best medical doctors from around Neuro- the country, pediatric neurosurgeon. And uh, she's very upset about this because she already blames herself for mom's death, and she's like, "We need to do everything we can to save this girl." And it's around here that. What she decides to not sell the town, I don't know. Why does she decide? No, that's not it. That's not the time that she like. She has to change her heart in terms of ordering the doctor there, but that she hasn't. She doesn't get to that part until she goes to the general store to finally talk to. Gets uh, the lamp, mm -hmm, and he gives like so. She tries to talk to him, and he doesn't want to hear anything. And. She's got, it's got one of the lamps that her father used to love them light the lamps in the town square. And there's one of the lamps there and he's like, you can have it, Merry Christmas, get back out. So that's like, she takes it back to her house or where, where, yeah, her house and she finds a book in it. And this is when she decides. Bible. She finds a Bible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a Bible. Family Bible. It's her. Family. Oh, and this is where she also learns the pastor's her son, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's where, where she's where she learns. That's it. where she learns. Do y'all she have says, family Bible. It's in the Bible. It must be yep. true. I do. Yeah, we've got a few. Uh, wrong person. 
Do you have family, <laughs> family Torah? <laughs> yes, we have our family Torah. No, we don't have like personal Torah. No. Torahs are very, very particular in how they are written. So they don't pre-print them. I mean, they have scribes who write them and they have to go letter by letter by letter because if they mess up one letter, you have to talk the whole thing out. Start all oh, letters. man. So you don't have like six, 60,000 different translations of... No, but uh, when the Torahs are written there, it's, yeah, it's very particular. And those are usually, yeah, people don't have Torahs. Typically, I mean, maybe in, like my kind of Judaism doesn't have Torahs. We have prayer books, but we don't have Torahs. You can buy a Torah for like $15. That is not a kosher Torah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my Torah. Yeah. Do you have a Tanakh though? I don't personally, no. I have, we have prayer books. Like we have, uh, you know, prayer book for Passover and then we have our regular Siddur, which is the prayer book for any other time. But I don't have a Tanakh. Even I have a Tanakh and I'm not Jewish. That's you're Catholic. A little weird. Yeah, oh you're my Catholic. gosh. How, so how many prayer books do you have? I have one for Passover and then... Just our regular Sidor. I think off the top of my head, I count. I think but I have then again, four, I'm not like, 14. I'm not one, uh, I'm not one who is necessarily davening every day. So there are some people more orthodox that would daven three times a day. I do not. So. Dab? <laughs> yeah, the, the da, daven, D-A-V-E-N, right. Oh, right. okay. I think it's a daven and all I could think of was that. <laughs> no, that's all I <laughs> Davening. No, the more Orthodox Jews will pray times three, three times a day. Like they gather every single morning for their minion and they will daven three times a day. I do not. I'm not a very good Jew. And apparently Dolly, uh, Christine Ransky in this movie was not a very practicing Christian either. Not until the end there. But she discovers the Bible, discovers pastors, her son, goes to meet him, reveal, I'm your mom. It goes a whole lot better than it should. It goes a whole lot better than it should, considering the day before, she was just trying to force him and his wife to sell everything. Yeah, and he was organizing a revolt. He was organizing a protest, essentially. (laughs) Anyway, it goes better than it should. They get word, little girl's okay. And then during this big church sermon, he reveals to the whole town, Regina's my mom. And everyone, it goes a lot better than it should as well. Everyone applauds. It's like, yay! Oh, welcome to the town family. Oh. These people that were trying, were singing about physically maiming her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden are like, no, not realistic. Not in any Southern Baptist church I've ever been in. Let me just tell you right now. (laughs) And not in any uh, Catholic church I've ever been to in the Northeast (laughs) either. But uh, even more unrealistic at this point, at this point is the angel, Dolly the angel, who f- floats on this god-awful CGI cloud mm, above sure. the altar with her big old wings stretching out, smiling down upon the congregation. And it's so stupid. And she makes some kind of a side wink-wink song to the camera and the end. Mm-hmm. The end. She would have some big old wings. If Dolly was an angel. She, she would. I'm not arguing. Big old that. glittery That's wings. Not arguing that at all. <laughs> They're enhanced wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She got work done on them. But uh, <laughs> the end. 
that's our movie. So I've got to ask you specifically, April, because you said you didn't mind a lot of the music or at least some of the music. What was your favorite song? I like the light the lamp song that she sang at Christina Barant at uh, Regina's house when she first appears to her and she's like, well, you know, my name's Angel, of course, and she sings the light the lamp song that you know. Oh, is this the one you posted? on your Instagram story when you first watched this that you were bawling watching right. this. And I, like, and yeah. I really wanted to reply, yeah. like, yeah. I, I'm not going to make yeah. an enemy it's before she relevant. comes on the show. Like, it, you know, it's a very relevant song to, like, this, it's like, be a better person, you know? Be somebody who lights other people's lamps kind of thing. And I thought it was very appropriate for what the world needs right now. So I, I like it. heavy-handed. Huh? I like a little more subtlety. I found huh? that song a little heavy-handed. Oh, I don't see, think I, subtlety and Dolly exist in the same well, world. I don't subtlety from Dolly. That's not what I'm here for. That one was not a terrible song. Yeah, that right. one wasn't um, a terrible song because Dolly sung it. In terms of Dolly's songs, those are the best songs in this yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, the rest of uh, like yeah, the uh, I like I like the actual Christmas on the Square, which I heard before this on her album. And yeah, I the album I like. The album, the album version, version yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I find that song catchy enough. I didn't hate that song. Mm-hmm. What about you, Julian Tom? What's your favorite song in this one? In this masterpiece of musical? It's probably the first. It's probably Christmas on the Square. Yeah. Christmas was is most, was pretty good, that too. Was, but again, that I like it on her album. But it didn't. Christmas is didn't feel as Christmassy to me as Christmas on the Square. No, it didn't. I think Christmas on the Square was maybe the only part that actually got like true unmanufactured Christmas feels. Yeah, like when that opening, because that's like the opening song, I thought we were in for like a cheesy Sondheim type musical thing. Like I was like, I could get into this. And then again, my hopes are dashed pretty quickly. <laughs> and uh, we got what we got. So I'm going to ask you, Julia, what is, what is it about this film in particular? Because you were shaking your head a lot when we were talking about this film and the names. And what is it you specifically don't like? Is it the laziness of the writing? What is it? Yeah, it's, it's misappropriation of skill-based, misappropriation of skills, okay? Or maybe mishandling of skills is because they didn't. You have such a good cast, right? Most of them. And you're following up Code of Many Colors that I really liked. Like, I, I like that movie. They gave me these warm fuzzies that this one didn't give me. Um, it's overly complicated. People acting way beneath them with a script that is just crap. And they can't even get the song lyrics right. And like, come on, Dolly can get song lyrics right. She's been doing it for years and years and years. She makes great she songs. She wrote all of these songs. And that I don't see, and that I don't doesn't. Understand that either. I don't understand that. And so this feels wrong and off, and it doesn't feel like Dolly, um, and that's sad to me. I so. don't think I'm going to say, in all fairness, I don't feel like most movies we see anymore that are Dolly movies feel like Dolly as much as that's like true. Hard Candy Christmas, Nine to Five, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, I, still my favorite this just felt though. like it felt like everybody except Christine Baranski and Dolly were just phoning it in and Christine Baranski and Dolly were over the top. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like Christine Baranski and Dolly knew the type of movie they were in and the other people didn't and that just made the 
awfulness of the script even more evident <laughs> in that they couldn't get on the same page or that this is supposed to be campy or a serious movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I clearly think to, to campy. Oh, I think, to, I think to Tom's point, Dolly and Christine Baranski knew exactly what it was. I think everybody else did, too. Oh, I don't know about that. I think, I think, so, I think some of those actors thought they were in, in a, especially handyman and minister dude, like, you guys are playing it way too serious for the type of movie this is. Uh, yeah, see, I and, and, uh, and dad, widow, widower dad. <laughs> hey, t- Tom, you must be happy. Dad didn't have a target oh. on his back this time. Mom did. No, I, a parent always does. Parents always die in these. Parents oh, always do. Always. But it wasn't the dad this time. I I'm just of you. fed up with it. Like, let's let the parents live. Let's have a happily, happily ever let after. Let the parents live. Let them die in their 90s in their sleep together while holding hands, you know? <laughs> if we're going to go schmaltzy and over the top, let's do it for real. That's, that is true. I would like to see that more in Hallmark movies. If you're going to be schmaltzy and over the top, enough with this. Enough with this. My grandma used to really love Christmas, and then she died, and I lost my Christmas spirit until I found you. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see all the family who instilled Christmas in you still alive. Like Tom said, just schmaltzing over the top as it is. Let them be alive still. I agree. Let them Di- be Di- alive. Disney, Let them I get. Kill, keep killing the parents in Disney. I'm fine with No, that. don't. It's part of the hero's journey. You lose the parents, then you lose the wise old mentor, and then you face the villain alone. It's that been that way since the dawn of storytelling. So, Tom, as a parent, that should make you feel good that you're you could be considered a wise old mentor. I've been considered a wise old mentor since I was eight. It's the cross you. It's the cross you bear. You bear. Yeah. It is. It is. It's it's the cross that the Lord has given me in this life, and I bear it with uh, utmost humility. So, before we get to our rating, though. I know April at least has some quotes. And considering the fact that last week I had trouble finding a quote to name that film, to name our episode, and this week I'm going to have even more trouble, I need to hear no, what quote we have. A, we have a title. Yeah, it's the Angel like, What's your name? Oh, it's Angel, again. of course. What's your name? Well, Angel, of course. Uh, uh, well, Angel, of course. That's not the quote I had picked, though. Okay, what <laughs> other quotes did you have? Um, so when they're in church, when Curry, uh, Christine Bransky comes in, and she was like, she's like talking about all the things she did from the town. And she's like, I sold off, you know, old vacant land. And the, uh, oh, Jennifer Jones' character, she goes, or Jennifer, her character, she goes, um, she goes, those were parks, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did you a favor by selling off old vacant land. And she goes, those were parks, Regina. I like that. I thought that was cute. Is that the only quote you had? Yep. Oh, I, I, I was expecting like a whole list here. <laughs> Let me get this, my Torah out. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Christmas movie? No. I mean, it's as much of a Christmas movie as It's a Wonderful Life as a Christmas movie. Which we said it wasn't, though. When we... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Even April seems it to agree with us that it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, except how she gives the deadline of, you know, other than singing Christmas on the square and giving the deadline of now you guys have to be out on Christmas Eve, there's no real Christmas this mm-hmm. who does that anyway christine baranski does have a lightest moment obviously it has a lightest moment yeah it does what's her name gets her wings in the end she's felicity she's no, she's no clarence i'll tell you that but at the same time she's no one magic christmas oh my gosh oh creeper in a i like gideon you back up boss. i keep seeing that movie <laughs> advertised on disney plus me too and <laughs> 
It's like, like it it's knows. Like us. Yeah. It's like it knows. I, wait, I you like know. that movie, April? So, like, yes, it, way back, I couldn't, I, I watched it as a kid. I remember watching it. And so, like, I grew up dirt poor. Um, so, like, I kind of could relate to that a little bit, aside from the whole murder thing. And, like, you know, that, that's aside <laughs> from the whole murder that's thing. Good. Um, so, like, it's, it's I, remember that thing. It, I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I could only remember bits and pieces. So, I went in and I Googled depressing Christmas movie, and that was the first thing that popped up. <laughs> There you go. I think was really good about like knowing exactly what you're talking about. Like I was trying to figure out uh, the guy in Jingle Jangle. Um, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, so I I googled black man with bad eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Whitaker was the first thing that popped up, and I'm like. <laughs> Do y'all want to rank this and put this thing to bed and move on with our lives? Two point two five. Oh, Tom came right out of the gate. Two point two five. I'm putting a two on it. April, and I'm not asking you first to inform seven. my answer. Five point seven. <laughs> Which uh, you know I what? I will give it the five for being a Dolly Parton movie. <laughs> so th this is when I look back at what you did to me last time, April, and I'm like, I and I said I enjoy this one more, and I'm like, there is no way I can rank it that high. And this is when I look back and I'm like, what did she do to my score? So I am going to justify my lower score this time around by saying this one is not a Christmas movie, and that's how I'm going to do that. And I'm going to give it a... You know what, Tom? You're joking around, but that is what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a 4.25. I knew what you were going to do. I knew it. I don't know how. I was just sitting here. I'm like, I bet he's thinking four and a quarter. Which gives us an average of 2.83. Don't you love which, how we have these movie reviews? Which, <laughs> hey, hey, April, this puts it tied at number 83 on our list with One Magic Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, 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 in between the original Black Christmas and Meet Me in St. Louis, Louis. In Julia. Tier 5, Alleluia, Holy <laughs> Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Don't you love how we have these movies and Anthony tears into things all day long and then somehow we still become the Scrooges? Yep, we always- It's because yep. of how we have ranked things in the past. I know you guys aren't even looking at your list anymore, but I still need to, there's no way I can put certain movies over other ones. But I do want to correct something on our list because last week, The Christmas Chronicles 2, we said it, it was my fault. I said I put it in the wrong place on the list based on our average. <gasps> it actually came in not between A Christmas Story Live and Good Luck Charlie at number 68. It came in at number 63 in between A Christmas Prince 3 and North Pole. So it actually came in five points higher on our list. Wow. Interesting. I like it better than North Pole. I do too. Sorry, Tom. I like North Pole. That, that's awful for you, Tom. I'm so sorry. These are both examples of you really liking the first movie and then the sequels just being completely off. I'm so sorry for your loss on both of them. Says the guy who liked the sequel better than the first movie just this last week. 
Uh, I did. And actually, that's what I want to bring up, too. I just listened to a podcast. I listened to this film po- podcast called Real Fans for Real Movies. And it's hosted mm-hmm. by this guy. I listened to a bunch of his shows. His name's Andy DiGenova. He has a lot of podcasts. He works. He used to work for Disney. He works for Universal now. He's like a theme park designer. And um, very cool. He's a total nerd. Uh, he has an amazing podcast called Holy Batcast, which I love because he's a huge Batman nerd. But he loves his holidays. And for real fans of real movies, he did the Christmas Chronicles too. And he actually liked it better than the first one. And he loved the first one. And I was like, oh, like I was listening to it today. And normally I agree with a lot of what he says. And I was like, man, I can understand liking it better than the first one because I did. But everything he was saying about how great it was, I was like, man, what a disappointment. I was going to write in and say, hey, check out our all Christmas podcast, you holiday lover, and see how we tore your movie apart. <laughs> he's a defector he left disney for universal anyway not getting into that not good content uh, universal is harry potter land at least at the very least and what else <laughs> Lots of stuff. Like, I can't even yeah no i love islands of adventure so much fun i like I harry islands. potter land but i can't do most of the rides in them because they're those, they're those um motiony like, oh. they make me sick it's yeah. like star tours like i can't do star tours because oh, I, that's so sad. Yeah, so I can't do Star Tours, and I can't do like I did that. So uh, I guess I guess you can't do Spider Man either, because it's another one of those. Oh, I say I never so even fun. tried. Like, there's no. a lot of them I didn't even try after I did. Um, I think it was Escape from Gringotts, and that I just one. sat there with my eyes like. Whoa, so, so, please don't throw up, please don't. Normally, I oh. love those. Rides. Normally, I I can do those rides. The only one that ever made me sick that was like that was Transform. Trans- the Transformers mm-hmm. one was like awful, and how jerky and everything that yeah, was like, like i, I felt so sick after that one all day long but those uh, those it, it's so funny because right after the transformers one i came out and you know at the entrance to exit they have the transformers standing there for the photo lines mm-hmm. i nearly threw up all over optimus prime as i came running out with them. <laughs> oh <laughs> my <laughs> god <laughs> that's why like i liked going to the harry potter like worlds and i like to train and but it's well, the- not enough because i can't ride the ride well the, well, the good thing is, though, Harry Potter world, at least in terms of experience, there's a lot to do there if you can't ride the road. There is, but, like, not enough to make it worth it. Especially if you want to take the train, you have to have the two-part ticket. So it's, like, $170. Right. So it's, like, just to really spend some time. To ride a pl- train? Just to go shop See? more. Well, to ride the train because they're <laughs> Diagon Alley is in a separate park at Universal. Than right. They have both made in Diagon Alley, yeah. both in separate parks and the, to ride the train you have to be able to go from one park to the other park so you have to have a two-park yeah it's a total jerk move mm-hmm. uh let's disney would have done the same thing if their bid one you know they would totally no they wouldn't so, have. they so would have you, upped their disney prices have have so me, disney sure up their prices order. but at disney least with that you get mm-hmm. what do you get to do in diagon alley besides pay more money to buy things you're at you, yeah. gringox the ride which is better than the Hogwarts ride. And they also have this really cool, like a lot, I noticed a lot of people actually didn't notice it. You can go into Nocturne Alley too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Is- there's a wand shop, like it, there's Ollivanders and it's interactive. Like I went in and they chose me out of the crowd and like they give you they, to wands to test. So they'll give you a wand and you know, they'll act like the whole, you know, like the, the wand is choosing you. So they'll have you do a spell with the wand and it goes wrong. And then you have, mm-hmm. like, you're not, they're like, no, 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 that's not it. And they do another one, and they go through three, and then they, you're one. Did you ever see that, ama- that amazing, like, proposal that went viral 
at Ollivander's. Like some guy took them and told them in advance he wanted to propose to his girlfriend or whatever. So he would pick them mm -hmm. from the crowd. And he was testing both their wands. And when their wand, when they, their wands, they finally got their wands, he was like, oh, you know, the core of both of your wands are the same, which means your destinies are intertwined or whatever. And then the guy got down on one knee, had the half of a prince to the Unbreakable Vow page and asked, Will you make? Will you spend the? Will you make this unbreakable vow with me and spend the rest of your life with me? Whatever. But the whole shop was in on it. It was adorable. You guys should look up. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. But yeah, no. But yeah, Tom. Basically, very... you're buying a ticket to go to both parks so that you can spend more money, which is exactly what Hannah and I are planning rides. on: saving money for the ticket and then doubling that money so that we can buy the things. And also, the bathrooms are fun. You'll hear crying coming from the stalls, like Myrtle. Mm -hmm. Oh, stuff. I love it. That's amazing. I love, I love hearing I love hearing people crying in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Reminds me of my early twenties. <laughs> that um, was after like nine o'clock though, right? In the bar. Yeah, yeah. That and it was usually me. For our kids, when they turn 10, we do like a special where do you want to go in the US birthday? And it's just one parent and the kid. Um, so like my son went to Universal with my husband. I took my daughter to Disney by herself. And so my next one in line turns 10 in March. Um, so she wants to go to both Universal and Disney and she's going to go with my husband. So, so oh, they pick man. which parent they'd rather be with too? Um, well, not quite. We, um, we kind of swap, you know, so we get the vacation too. Yeah. And since I took, you know, so my husband took the oldest, I took the next one. So I'll take our six-year-old. Like I want to go to New York city. It'll probably change. It always changes. So cool. She'll get to go to Universal, which I'm glad that she takes him anyway because he can ride those rides at Universal. Mm -hmm. I can't. I think we're going to try Disney either this fall or this like 2021 or 2022. She's a good age for it now. Oh, she's perfect, man. Five mm -hmm. will be awesome. She can remember it. Yep. You know, did get we get a, nice a new dinner. review? <gasps> we did. Oh, we've got a great review. Uh, this po this review was left uh just a few days ago on the 25th from midway 42 on itunes and he's about a podcast he said this one is brutal the movie content is bland and unappealing at best the liberal politics are irrelevant and unnecessary so first off we ask for reviews. Thank you, Midway42. Please send us your information so that we can send you your sticker. We never see the reviews have to be good. Uh, we've got some stickers. And two, I would like to just stress, um, we are not all liberal. And disliking and speaking out against uh, a failing administration that has a cultic following does not make us liberal. It Midway 42, us I'll take credit for that one because I am a liberal. So judge well, really want. But we haven't been liberal on the podcast, typically. No, no, we haven't. And I have not. I'm sorry that speaking out against Trump, you assume that makes somebody liberal. But anyway... Tom or Julia or April guest since you've done it for us before. <laughs> where where can people leave us such kind reviews like that one from Midway Forty Two? Um, Apple, <laughs> the Spotify do reviews. I don't know. I'm not, I don't keep up with the Spotify these days. Your local library. Yes, do that. You can attach it to a Dewey carrier Dewey pigeon. You can find take the podcast under the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> 
You can tie your review and your recommendation to a carrier pigeon in hopes that it will find the right person. Um, you can light a fire and use a blanket and send up smoke signals. Smoke writing in the sky. Somebody do that. Oh, speaking of smoke writing, that's why I did Thanksgiving night because now it was right on TV. I was like, I watched The Wizard of Oz. Surrender Dorothy when she writes it. On how did you? Oh, <laughs> like, how'd you get to from smoke no, writing into the lizard? We've, t- we've talked on the show before. Mm-hmm. Why is it on every Thanksgiving? But it was, and I right. found myself excited so to see the wizard, the wonderful I did wizard not watch. of Oz. We here he is, the wizard of a whiz. Surrender oh, Dorothy, was, which I just realized there was the Wizard of Oz is one because because because, because which I just realized one of the things he does. They, I just learned the original movie had Surrender Dorothy or Die. But then audiences reacted so bad to it, they ended up, the MPA made them cut or die out of it. So the movie's just like, let's surrender Dorothy. But they were okay with the exploitation of people with dwarfism and covering everybody in asbestos. Good times. Make America great again, y'all. Giving Margaret Hamilton third degree burns and all that fun stuff. Very problematic movie. fat, Fat shaming Judy Garland. Anyway, American classic, total, <laughs> lives up to our reputation. Uh, leave, leave, leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. Google Play Store. It, Google Play Store. It doesn't Stitcher. have to be a good review. We'll still send you a sticker. Midway 42, we were not being sarcastic. Send us your address if you're listening. We'll send you a sticker. And we will I send actually, stickers. And I actually have a sticker that I'll put in with our podcast sticker if you send us your address. I think you'll we. Like we will really, we we will really send stickers for everybody who leaves a review. We don't mean we we want to spread the Christmas cheer, three hundred sixty-five days a year, to everybody. To everybody, whether we agree with personal politics or not, that's who we are. Yeah. So after you leave a review, <clears throat> because we love them, um, you can also chime in on any of our online communities, and really the benefit there isn't us it's everybody else um that's how we met april and a lot of our other amazing friends who are smarter and more lovely than we are so you can can be challenged the definition of that word that's just anthony's opinion i think you're amazing april i I think he's talking about (laughs) i was saying people on the group in general not crooked april or sleepy tom but (laughs) You know, whatever. That's the play we want to play it. We can we can play it that way. Um, and you can pick your poison. So wherever you live in your social media world during the day, we're probably there. And you can get there easily by going to tisthepodcast.com backslash Reddit, uh, Facebook group, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, come and meet us where you are and holler at us and give us some, what'd you say? OnlyFans. <laughs> Give us some great movie recommendations and just this season is extra fun for us because it is actually Christmas season. And so it's just a really fun time to develop a community outside of your home space, which is really needed this year. Um, so come talk to us and we, we would love to see you. They can go to tizthepodcast.com slash Patreon, Patreon and get Tom for content, all- additional content. And we've got some cool gifts that are en route at some point coming to us for our patrons who gave it that level uh from some some custom made things that are pretty amazing and christmas cards are going out i hear they are i put a little extra touch on them i'm pretty excited next week we are covering 
our first Hulu original Christmas movie, Happiest Season, which just came out. And the week after that, we are covering a movie I know Julia and Tom and April are all very excited for, Horror Christmases. And that, if you can believe it, the last episode that will drop before Christmas. The last non-bonus episode that will drop before Christmas, which is crazy. We're at the that is insane. Already. What makes you think I'm excited about Four Christmases? Have I ever alluded to that? I'm pretty sure. I thought you and Tom both said on the show before that y'all love it. Am I hosting you know, Four Christmas? No, I'm not. Oh my gosh, I am. I'll have to give it fresh eyes. It's got a lot of Vince Vaughn in it. It has a lot of Vince Vaughn in it. I'm with you. There. It's much better than Fred Claus, though. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Absolutely agree. You know it's crazy and scary? There are only 27,360 minutes until Christmas. That's only 456 hours. That's only 19 days. Just two weeks. Crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. It's actually a little sad. Like, yeah. it's going over and it's the cold gray suck of winter and yeah. and, you know, and we're still all locked inside. This is all yeah. happening too, it's too fast. It is. It's like we run out of that corner to Thanksgiving and it's like really downhill. Yep. But you That's know right. I you know what? I got the best Christmas gift already. A vasectomy? A phone call with me. <laughs> I I I was declared Sunday night's winner of the Mary Mule against Tom oh, and April. Glenn. So oh. I wanna say thank you, Julia, for being that deciding vote. You're the best elf and person I know. And uh, this is a fever hey, dream in Anthony's hey, head. Real quick, real quick, April, does it sound like Anthony's nestled all snug in his bed while sugar, of sugar plums dance in his head? You're dreaming of sugar <laughs> dancing in his head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, April, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. This one's that so much not- better. I, I'm sorry if I've disappointed anybody. <laughs> Thank you for treating me. <laughs> well, we have to do this next time you're on too, where you text me before the show what my opinion is. <laughs> no, that's a joke. That did not happen, anyone. I uh, opinion. You're okay. You're allowed to keep it. And on that note, again, April, thank you. Tom and Julia, as always, been a pleasure. Bye, y'all. Keep those home fires burning. Christmas on the square. Everybody's there. Laughing, singing, bells are ringing, snow is in the air. Carolers singing, gifts exchanged, lovers walk in pairs. Trees aglow and mistletoe, it's Christmas on the square. Christmas on the square. Catch me if you dare. Running frantic, playful antics, jokesters everywhere. Streets alive with snowball fights, you better duck, beware. Friends and neighbors cutting capers, Christmas on the square. Together as each year we joyfully meet here to celebrate family and friends. And we all stick together no matter whatever. Christmas folly, I had to get that in there. Coats and hats.